It simply can't be a good place for him to be. It started probably innocently enough. Maybe even when he was a little kid and someone else got recognized and he didn't. Maybe it happened early in his life when his accomplishments did not seem to be adequately recognized. Maybe it was, in fact, once he became king. Uh, I'm told that Saul was a very tall man. Now, tall for his age, or, or time in which he lived, I remember being so surprised when I toured the Palace of Versailles for the first time in France at how small the beds were, because people were really short. Nutrition has made a huge difference in our growth. Whenever it was, I suspect that it wasn't just once that Saul had the opportunity to identify in his life what he needed to acknowledge. But he doesn't. He doesn't acknowledge. And he allows this tendency of his to take him completely over. There's no reason for him to be hunting David. There's no reason for him to be jealous of David. There's no reason for him to doubt for a minute David's loyalty to King Saul. There's an important lesson in David, however, that I think we need to remember. You know, Cardinal George, when he was uh, alive, had this to say, which I think is a very, very true description of our age. We live in a time, he said, where everything is permitted and nothing is forgiven. And I think there was some real, real insight in what he meant. Now, why do I say that? Because Saul didn't lose his dignity as a child of God. It doesn't mean that we should have looked at Saul if we lived in his time and say, well, good for you, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. But at the same time, if we're looking for perfection, we're not going to find it on this earth. We're not. Um, I think one of the most destructive things that's happened, and this may rankle somebody, I don't know, is this whole idea of cancel culture. We can't have this person here because they weren't perfect. Hello, welcome to the human race. Just because somebody did in their age even terrible things does not mean that we should cancel every aspect of their life. Where would this country be, our country, without Thomas Jefferson? Brilliant, gifted, slave owner, adulterer, with one of his slaves. Okay, those are pretty egregious sins, I'll be the first to admit. But we have to acknowledge that Thomas Jefferson was more than his failures. David recognizes that in King Saul. King Saul is more than his failures. If we were going to look at an excuse 
that King David would have to make things right and just, we could easily conclude that today was the day. Saul is trying to kill him. Saul has, in fact, already tried to kill him in the palace. David never loses sight of God. He doesn't always do what he should. He's a little impulsive. I suspect cutting the mantle was an act of impulsivity. But his heart is deeply, deeply connected to God. And even though Saul's trying to kill him, he doesn't say, well, God didn't get it right when he anointed Saul king, so I'm not going to... I'm not going to acknowledge his kingship. I'm going to cancel him. Again and again and again, we hear and see with David that Saul is the Lord's anointed. Now, I'm not going to say that this whole thing I'm presenting is easy. It's not. We have people in the church, for example, who have done terrible things. We can't excuse those actions. On the other hand, they were at some point chosen by God. They lost their way in big ways for many of these failures. But at the same time, they were at some point chosen by God. I have found one of the most satisfying and fulfilling things in my life has been the time I've been able to spend with people who are in prison. It helps me to recognize that life isn't perfect. People fail. And if I were perfect, I suppose, then I would have some ability to criticize. But like everyone... I stand in the need of the mercy and forgiveness of God. Let us pray that each of us might open our hearts to that love and forgiveness.